Welcome to Out of Nowhere, where we talk with marketers, makers, and value creators about where they've been and where they're going next. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, this is Justin Watkins of Native Digital. Today we're talking travel tech with Richard Valter from Muse. They've got a cloud platform that leads to better experiences for hotel guests, which leads to better revenue performance for hotels. It started off with me. I was building a hotel in the center of Prague. Uh, I guess that was my background. So I was putting it all together. I had this whole idea of how we were actually kind of going to design the, the kind of the welcoming experience. So when you, you know, I didn't want people standing in queues. I didn't want that to be the first thing that you that you actually kind of get to when you when you come to the hotel. And I also didn't want to have this kind of transactional relationship with the customer. You know, that, that it's only, you only get to really kind of speak to them if there's a problem. So I had this idea that, we could create this this app uh, that would allow somebody to kind of personalize their entire stay, you know, check in online basically, but also kind of really, really say, you know, what kind of restaurants do I like in my, my hometown? What kind of things would I like to maybe, you know, what are the things that, that make me happy? But what are the things that I want to actually kind of experience, which is new and which is going to be unique to this place that I'm going to? Um, and, you know, that's an obvious problem for, for technology to handle. So we just then kind of thought about, okay, well, so how can we create this, this essentially this app? And then how can we kind of then link it through, because uh, the, the hotel was a 60 bed hotel. So we thought about, you know, okay, then how do we create this kind of task management software that could carry all of that out in a distributed way so that when you actually kind of arrived at the hotel, you had more of a kind of welcoming uh, procedure rather than a check-in experience basically where you know you'd already started half of the conversations that you were actually going to have once you once you arrived at the property and that's why the uh the place was you know it was designed like a stylized living room not really like a um uh, a reception desk that was really the idea and then you know i just thought that it would be super easy to plug this into some sort of hospitality you know system uh, in the back end and you know i'd worked with pmss my entire life but i never really kind of you know thought that much of them so i just thought it'd be super easy to just plug into it and you know and here's opera and oracle uh or back then it was micros fidelio why don't i just plug into that you know because that's you know and then that's that's the scaling models and i was like you know i'm sure pretty much like loads of kind of lifestyle hotels want to actually kind of solve this problem. So why don't I kind of, you know, build this application for this hotel and then we can actually kind of um, sell it elsewhere. And then like lots of other ideas basically around what we could do. The problem was is that um, I started speaking to them and I just realized actually like there's nothing to plug into. There's no logic that actually enables a system like this. There's no logic in the PMS itself that thinks guest first it thinks room first. So, so there was no way for us to basically kind of have a room pro, I mean, a guest profile without creating something weird like a room profile, which is essentially what you have in, in every other PMS. Um, and it was things like that, the disjointed nature, how there was no way to really properly think about payments. And if you think about it, payments and authentication are the main thing that you're actually kind of doing during a uh, check-in process. And that just was completely out of the, the scope and the the thought of how the APIs were designed. So all of that just seemed that it was completely 
in the wrong direction for where this industry I thought was going to kind of go. So that's when we kind of uh, pivoted, flipped, and we thought, well, why don't we actually kind of create this mesh of how future hotels are actually going to kind of run? And um, yeah, and 10 years later, I'm still here doing it. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So it sounds, uh, what I'm picking up on is there were some things that, again, out of naivety, uh, which is how it always goes, is like, oh, that'll probably be easy. Um, so you definitely found like where the, this, where the, uh, I don't know, the difficult, the, the difficulty was, where, where were some of the like initial uh, ideas where you're like, that's, that's definitely right. Like the, was it the need, like the need that you perceived, was that on? It was just like, how you're going to get there is going to be a lot of integration issues or where were you well, off? Like, where were you on? I think that basically like the, the main way that I thought about this or this kind of problem is like, what are hotels? you know, and like, what is, what is fundamental? So, you know, having a check it, like I always hated, like my, my parents basically, or especially my mother kind of like always, um, you know, built up basically this, uh, like she, she kind of started off by bringing investors into kind of Czechoslovakia basically after, after the war. And then slowly over time, she kind of built up her own kind of portfolio and things like that. And uh, so that's where the kind of the entrepreneurial gene kind of comes from. And so I, but the problem was, is basically like, you know, when I was 15, 16, I'd always have to work as a, as a night receptionist, basically, or a night auditor in, uh, you know, one of one or two of these kind of smaller hotels. And so that's really where my hatred for, um, uh, for the, for the, the reception desk kind of came from, because I hated just being behind the desk, yeah? because to me, it's like, you, you, you're just a shopkeeper. Yeah, you're there basically to take orders and to kind of give give out services, but that's not what hospitality is. Like Airbnb is a lot closer to what hospitality is than a modern hotel. And so for me, you know, it's just the only two differences are basically like you can do that when you know when you're welcoming a friend or basically somebody who you kind of you know in a social network with, like essentially what what Airbnb is. But it's different when when you're trying to do those types of things at scale. But the thing is, most people who travel, they yearn for that kind of connection. Yeah, they, they want to kind of, you know, they want to ask some of those questions, basically. They just feel like fools when they, when they have to actually kind of ask, like, you know, where is this place? Where is this place? Because, you know, especially now with like, you know, having Google Maps and stuff like that, like, you should know all of those things. But I think that that desire to actually just connect with people yeah and the desire for others to actually kind of be welcoming and actually kind of you know let them um you know actually kind of you know welcome somebody into uh into their home or into the the establishment where they work i think that's pretty pretty natural for people and that's actually quite a kind of generalized human skill and so for me like the the part that's inhumane about hospitality is all the admin and so, you know, I don't think anyone really kind of comes into, um, you know, hospitality going like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be like looking at a, an enlarged Excel table for, you know, 12 hours of my life. Yeah. And same thing is like, you know, I don't think anyone comes to a location and goes, oh, great. I'm now going to be like standing for like 10 minutes in this queue waiting for somebody to basically kind of scan my credit card. Yeah. Like, and those, so I think that I just look at it from philosophical kind of point of view um that the more the more closer you are to to the truth of what the exchange actually kind of is the better product you're actually going to create 
the, what you're saying about, you know, being, are you room centric or are you customer centric? Uh, it's, it's lip service to say we're customer centric and that's what matters the most, but then you get into your systems and your systems don't even let you be that you're fighting yeah. against that. Right. And so it's also interesting what you're talking about with Airbnb, because I agree with you, right. It's kind of going back to the way it used to be in some ways, but they found a way to do it at scale. Um, which is it fair to say that I think it sounds that what I'm hearing is Muse is trying to get us back to the way hospitality should be in some ways. Yeah. It's actually probably going to get you closer to the way Airbnb is right now. Although I'm not sure you're making those comparisons in your conversations or not, but is that like, I think that Airbnb is a good, like it's basically a good brand uh, for the type of experience. Basically it's a social network. Like they've figured out basically how to have a brand as a social network. Yeah. And I think that's really, really nice. They, and all of their design, all of their kind of, I guess, basically targeting choices and things like that. I'm not sure if it kind of works for every single person. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that that's like, it's definitely a player in hospitality. I think the way that we see ourselves is basically, you know, we'd like to have Airbnb as a customer somewhere down the line, you know, because the, the idea of what we're trying to kind of build is, you know, this idea that we can create that mesh and everyone can basically like create whatever whatever is basically on top of that. So if you're a brand that wants to kind of go, you know, super functional, you know, so let's say like, like Uber, yeah, is basically like a super functional kind of, you know, transaction service, basically connecting, you know, a commuter to a, um, uh, uh, to a car. Yeah. And it's basically like, do you have spare capacity to actually take me from A to B? Yeah, it's great. Like, I know that they have like limos and, and whatever, but fundamentally that service is like, do you have spare capacity in your car to take me from A to B? Yes, great. You go in, like there's no five-star rating that's necessary for that strand, that transaction. It's basically like, like, what is it? Like you've driven me from this place to that place. Like what is what is a three and a half star rating for that? Like it's basically you either did it or you didn't do it. Yeah, you either did it in like an acceptable amount of time or you didn't do it. Yeah, so that's like a fairly standard transactional um, uh, kind of social network for that type of service. Yeah. And then for example, like you'll have other brands, which are more kind of lifestyle brands where you actually do want the kind of the softness, the human interaction, all of those things. And so there you actually want the richness of basically kind of human, um, um, human interaction to actually be, you know, like turned up to the max. And if somebody's kind of, you know, not giving you that, um, you know, the, 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 the not being able to actually kind of like look that person in the eye because they're just stuck on a screen and they're kind of doing this, and they're not really asking you any questions about experience. They're not helping you basically kind of uh, answer some of those questions that you might have. They're not helping you fulfill that need that you had, which was, you know, which is then um, supposed to be serviced by you actually kind of being in this place, like then they're being taken away from that. Yeah. Whereas, and, and I feel like that's ultimately where all of these different brands are going to kind of, you know, like they have to ask themselves, like, what exactly are we here to do? What exactly are these experiences that we want to actually kind of provide? Are some of them super transactional where actually it's just A to B? And are some of them actually more like, you know, complex customer journeys, which basically have as the end goal, we think like, you know, providing remarkable experiences, you know, something which sticks in the memory basically and creates that 
the ultimate, you know, I'd say basically like, you know, value token uh, for you, which is a, which is a true memory, basically, that you have that you then want to kind of go back to. It's the things that, you know, when you think about, you know, a smell evoking a certain type of holiday, basically, uh, like a piece of music, you know, reminding you of the summer that you had, like all of those things, basically, that's true hospitality. Because if you're helping somebody create those memories, you're creating real value towards the rest of their lives. And that's, that's the higher end of kind of hospitality. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so just to go back, you, you have a 60 key hotel, you imagine a better experience, a better welcoming experience versus just a check-in desk. You wanted it to have, uh, you saw that as a missed opportunity and you want to do something about it. You felt like technology could, could, could play a role. You saw that that was all built backwards basically. So you start down that process. Can you talk a little bit about the adoption of this? You're building this technology, like who are the early adopters? Who are the ones that are getting on board? What's their, what's kind of like the ideal fit for you? And, and what has been some of the feedback that you're hearing from them? Like what, why, why do they continue? Why do they like it? What has it done for them? Like, I think at first, basically we, um, like the first couple of properties basically that we were in, um, like we were a terrible PMS basically at the beginning, uh, but it was, you know, essentially anyone really, really, yeah, exactly. Like it was more about like, you know, do you really care about the guest experience? You know, do you get, is that your main kind of focus? Yeah. And then, you know, we were starting out, I sound English, but I'm uh, Czech. So we were starting out in the middle of like, you know, I guess border of uh, central and Eastern Europe you know, trying to actually kind of tell people that this is the way that they could do it. They could also do it with like, you know, maybe less staff uh, because they didn't have to have, you know, two shifts of these kind of things. We also, you know, we we managed to automate a huge number of different processes. We didn't have a night audit or any of that. We just basically said like, well, night audit is like, you know, one day going to the next day. Why don't we just completely automate that rather than having a process around it? all of those different things basically like you know a settled all my traumas that i had like being 15 but uh, but fundamentally we thought was we we're going to be better so it was a lot of like independent hotels kind of boutique hotels and then weirdly enough we found this kind of niche um that really really worked for the way that we thought about so when you think about like all of these different kind of processes and building up experience from the bottom and thinking about you know stacking services together that's pretty much the same way that for example like low-cost airlines think about it right they, they think about you know the seat the the luggage the and so we found this like really really great niche of hostels basically yeah that were completely underserved by the the current hospitality technology but if you think about it it's basically it's the most pure way to look at um uh, to look at all of these things in, uh, in hospitality. And, and we, from a, uh, let's say, a uh, kind of philosophical background in terms of the way that we were actually kind of coding the system, we thought of all of these things basically are kind of, you know, they'd be unbundled and then you'd want to kind of create packages out of them basically. So rebundle all of these services. And also like a great example of this because basically you have a room full of beds and nothing else, just beds. Yeah? And you're trying to cram in as many beds as you want, uh, as you can, basically. So you got that. Then, and that's like one resource that you might have. Then you have lockers. Yeah. And that's basically kind of your, your storage. Then you have a communal bathroom, you know, or a shower or something like that. And every single time there's a, 
there's an opportunity for an upsell. So you want a private room, that's an upsell. You want a private bathroom, that's an upsell. You want basically like, you know, a wardrobe, wardrobe in your room, that's an upsell as well. And um, so you basically then start looking at a hotel or we thought about it basically as like the hotel rooms are fundamentally uh, packages, they're bundles. You know, it's just like, you know, if you look back at the history, it's like, you know, 1920s and, um, you know, bed in the bath for a buck and a half and those types of slogans and stuff. But so again, they're not things that have been around for like a huge amount of time. They're essentially kind of, they've been industrialized for, for only the last 100 years, but it doesn't go back to the original kind of, you know, aspect, which is basically that you have all of these different resources that are being used by humans, um, you know, at some, at some point of the day. You know, and they they themselves basically have different kind of prime times basically around it. Anyway, so we we found so that was from a kind of tech perspective, but we found that um, you know we found a kind of customer for that, so we could just grow through that entire niche. So when you look at like every single major hostel brand, basically, you know the, that's working with us, and and that kind of gave us like enough of a a growth uh, growth start. To um uh to then be able to kind of add in you know other programmers and other other people basically that have now allowed us to you know still with that kind of like logic basically but like cater for for all different types of um, you know what we think today is our kind of bread and butter is basically those I guess basically like you know those kind of mid market brands um you know between let's say five and fifty hotels or something like that. Did you experience or? any sort of trends or the way the industry was going that made it more difficult? Uh, the fact that this was a trend or were there trends that you kind of wrote on and you're like, Oh, everybody's looking for ancillary revenue. And this is kind of, we have a solution for that. I mean, were there was, is the industry stagnant and you're just a new player in it or are you going up against a, a force or going with a force? Like, I think the, the problem with this industry or the, the, the kind of the, the fundamentals of this industry is that, Essentially, like there hasn't really because it's basically kind of real estate. Yeah, there isn't really that much that you can do to change a hotel. You can reflag it. You can do a few of those kind of things, but you're not going to kind of you know create a better way of kind of creating better yield out of what you've already built, basically, because that's you know that that's something there. Whereas you know there's different ways that the market thinks about you know repurposing other things. Yeah? Whereas hotels they're going to basically kind of stay and operate the same way that they've been built. Yeah. They can be, you know, you can put in new wallpaper, you can put in like different things. You can somehow kind of style it differently, basically, but you're not going to knock it down and rebuild it. You know, that that's, that's too much. So I think from that perspective, that's really the reason why, you know, people stay with the same business models, you know, they stay with the same things. And fundamentally it was also, you know, this was also the first industry to really, really get digitized basically kind of point to the gds as essentially like the first internet and so because you actually kind of had you know this kind of like codification then you actually kind of created a lot of those things basically in the kind of 80s and 90s they never really kind of got changed they were always basically kind of uh done the same way and it was a good enough solution for most of those different things so that's why you didn't really kind of create that much of a um you know an outside force and fundamentally you know most customers yeah didn't really kind of want it to be different like i think that for example like one of the interesting things is you know when you for example like look at um places where 
real estate is, especially kind of dense real estate, is, is much harder to kind of get by. Yeah, so that's, for example, like in Europe, you did have a lot of, uh, you know, new players. So, for example, like the the, ho- the the hostel industry really, really boomed basically in the last like, you know, 20 years because there were a lot of people that basically realized like all we want is, you know, a cool bar. But fundamentally, we don't care if we're staying in a um, uh, in a in a bed. Whereas in the US, because of regulation, but also basically because of um, there just being kind of more plentiful space, you know, it never really kind of there, there wasn't a crunch basically to actually kind of go towards this. So fundamentally, you know, American consumers they still find it strange basically to find all of these Europeans that go and basically kind of like stay in hostels and things like that because. There's no kind of need for it in America. So when they're traveling around America, basically, they're, they're always staying in their kind of private rooms. And, um, you know, I think that maybe like that's the that's the niche that kind of Airbnb filled a little bit more in America, basically. Whereas in, in Europe, you know, that kind of Airbnb experience, um, like it, it didn't really feel that kind of, um, it was just a better UX, basically. And it unified a lot of these things. But but people already kind of, you know, really, really into uh, alternative accommodations, basically, before uh, before it kind of came with with Airbnb. Whereas, you know, Airbnb was a much bigger deal, basically, I think, here in, in the US. Um, and it just in in Europe, I think it was more of a kind of it was more of a uh, consolidation, basically, from a marketing standpoint um, and a kind of user, you know, um, uh, user kind of repeatability kind of standpoint. If if I was to stay at a indie hotel and they were using Muse, what would would my experience how would my experience be different or not different? So I think that the first thing the first place that you'd come into contact with us is that you know we'll invite you into our kind of into a generalized so one of the things was was that you know once we started doing other hotels apart from just um, boutique hotels you started really kind of thinking about, okay, well, we've got to go to the universals. Yeah, we can't just basically kind of build this super luxury kind of experience because there's, you know, in a lot of these places, basically, there's not going to be anyone to actually kind of do it. So we just thought, okay, let's simplify this back to the kind of bare bones. So everyone needs to do a check-in. Yeah, Everyone needs to kind of like actually kind of check in from, from that perspective. So the first instance of you kind of interacting with news is prior to uh, actually arriving to the hotel, you know, we we first rolled this out in like 2015. Um, you'd basically get invited to an to an online check in. You know, you'd be basically load up all of your details that would be configured to to whichever country that you were actually kind of staying in, and um, you'd be able to actually kind of check in prior to actually kind of arriving at the hotel. And so, you know, if you basically did that online check in, you'd just walk straight through. And there'd be somebody who'd basically give you your keys. And that would, you know, that would be the only mandatory conversation. So you can have a much better conversation basically about, you know, whatever else that you want to, uh, you want to actually kind of talk about. Um, so, yeah, so the idea is basically about, you know, giving back that 15 minute period uh, to the, the true interaction between somebody going like, you know, here's your key, welcome to this place basically how can i actually make this make this better for you so you should see a lot more i guess kind of tech enablement uh, but you should also kind of see you know a hell of a lot more of that kind of human contact um and i 
And then this is, for example, like where, you know, I think that one of the, the most exciting things that we were able to kind of do. So again, we kind of, we knew that we weren't going to be able to do every single thing under the sun. We just saw that there was a huge amount of kind of newer startups and new ideas. So we opened up our API completely and fully, you know, back in like 2015 or whatever. And, um, and there were all these kind of like startups that were basically doing the same thing as us, like trying to uh, connect into the kind of the, the big boys of the industry um, who'd always looked at it as basically a revenue generating um, you know, instance. And so they just basically thought like, you know, so we were essentially the first hotels that they could actually kind of you know, grow through. So that was, you know, incredibly exciting for them, basically um so you know all of those things basically just started really really kind of coming in together so your experience as a as a guest could then be basically kind of from a tech perspective um you know a lot of hotels so for example like if you want to plug in a platform for tours and experience yeah if you want to plug in a platform basically which kind of you know gives you better itineraries basically of your stay you know, if you want to plug in another platform for, you know, smart upselling or something like that, you know, better revenue management, all of those things, you can now do that with Muse. Um, and so, like, I'm super proud to say basically how many, you know, and point to how many different uh, startups, you know, got their first 100,000 customers, basically, you know, just because of the fact that we just made it so unbelievably easy for them to scale. Um, I think so, uh, I, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll ask anyway. Um, so you you know, the guest has friction reduced by using this platform, right? Which frees up the hotel to make the welcoming experience whatever they want it to be. It can be fast and easy or they can be creative with it. At the same time, you have an API where people are tapping into it and you're helping solve one of the problems that you guys had originally. Where My question is, where are you seeing more creativity right now? Is it with the the hotels with the way they have evolved their welcoming experience or is it more with the developers who are like oh we can now build using this api on this platform so i feel like that's basically where we'd like to kind of get to so you know ideally we'd love to kind of you know be able to talk to all of the designers the architects you know like because fundamentally like you know if you speak to most architects in the world they're going to put a server room into the into the building you know and they'll put it right next to the reception yeah or whatever they, they basically kind of like have as a reception and they'll put a reception desk in yeah and those types of things are really difficult to actually because like it, the problem is basically that, that once you do that you also kind of build in for example like the the fire um um the fire system basically kind of like into that reception desk because you know if there's a fire going on and the problem is like you start building in all of these different dependencies and things like that, that comes from this like outdated notion that you need a server room. Yeah. That all of these things basically are connected to like, you know, bricks and mortar basically. And you need to have, whereas you want the creativity of just looking at the space. Yeah. And just going like, what is the best way that I can actually kind of design this entire flow using all the available, you know, square meters that I have. Yeah. To actually just make it all about the guest. Yeah, all about, for example, like, you know, focusing on the experience, the service, you know, also don't provide places for the staff to hide. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like, because otherwise, if you put a desk in, basically, they'll stand behind the desk. Yeah. If you put a like an office, basically, where they, they'll, they'll go into the office because fundamentally, people are just 
they they don't want to basically kind of look normal you know the way that like the modern hotel industry also kind of works is that you know you you basically like you've either got to do it like you know either it's kind of like weird and slovenly uh, basically where somebody's just like sitting like this behind a desk yeah or they're just like unbearably rigid yeah just standing to attention like trying to be like a 19th century concierge yeah and you just like neither of those two things are actually things that you want so what you want is basically you come in you know somebody greets you yeah and if that person if for example like the way that we thought about it was like why not have a hotel where instead of having check-in at 3 p.m yeah they would basically space their time out and have 15 minute slots of welcoming like treat it like a play yeah like a theater performance and every single 15 minutes somebody gets that performance yeah and you can have it as 15 minutes and because that is fundamentally what you're doing you know with experience experience is basically entertainment yeah it sticks you know and i don't care if it's business i don't care if it's leisure it's all entertainment yeah and the 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 point about it is that like you know nobody switches on a tv yeah, and wants to like look at like 15 minutes of like stilted uh kind of somebody just like parroting away so, something you know they they want action they want thrust they want meaning you know and i i feel like that it's the same way and when you when you think about it from that perspective basically i think that that's why you know that whole boutique you know um uh thing came about because people wanted to to come somewhere and be entertained and kind of be you know have an experience you know be able to actually kind of mem- memorize the people that were that were talking to them and all of these kind of things and so anyway so my point is basically it comes from the space if you're able to be um you know a real designer about the space and not working with these types of um uh these essentially kind of um you know self-imposed barriers that you then kind of create and you, you're also designing from a perspective of like you know how can i maximize the the the, the experience there what, what's great about it is basically somebody's always going to then have to actually kind of put in some kind of cloud system you know without a server room without a desk yeah to actually and you you can think about it basically whichever you, way you kind of want yeah but but fundamentally it just you know it enables you to to design in in a way that's kind of free it, it's like my my other kind of favorite example is like you know somebody um uh somebody always kind of asks us like you know what 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 kind of lock is the best kind of door lock that you should have in a hotel and i look at it as like the best kind of lock in a hotel is zero locks yeah because that's going to like that's basically kind of like a transferable trust yeah and if you're able to basically say to someone i trust you yeah then that is the most hospitable thing that you can do yeah so if you don't have to have you know like i know like you want to kind of like be able to at least lock it from inside you know all of these kind of like different things but fundamentally the best lock is zero locks yeah and you know the, the the best way to actually kind of design that experience basically make it as welcoming as possible yeah and like the, my my point is basically is that like the, this is where i think like true creativity comes from yeah? yeah is when you actually like i know creativity with like you know with barriers or with kind of 
things like always brings out the best like yes i agree with that but fundamentally if you want to kind of do it towards experience towards those types of things like you should be thinking about it basically in that way so that's why i think that you know um developers have a part to play operators have a part to play technologists have that part to play as well it comes from asking the question why right so when you're asked hey what's the best lock well why are they asking this and why are we talking about locks and how does this yeah what's the most important thing right now are we in business to provide security to be the most secure thing or is, are we in business to provide the best experience now now sometimes the ideal is not realistic but you gotta you gotta ask those questions and see how close yeah. can we get to the ideal and still and still be realistic but your your example of the check-in desk i'm smiling because uh, we moved into a new office space uh, last year, and in the process, you know, we're building this out. It was, it was a new build, and uh, there were questions like, "Where's the server uh, closet?" Well, we don't, we don't need one. Well, where's reception at? We're not going to do reception desk. Well, who answers your phones? Well, people don't really call us. It's mostly, <laughs> <laughs> we call, calls come to mobile. It's mostly email. Well, where where do people wait? Well, we don't really want people to wait. Uh, and so they're just really thrown off. They're like, well, what, what do you want in your office space? We're like, great conference rooms, nice breakouts, and a good place to, you know, have meals together as a team, things like that. So, you know, like, well, that's going to be easy. I'm like, I actually think that's really hard. And let's really hard. Yeah. It. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's really think about that. But it, it's just, there are, I don't know if it's a, it's not a generational thing, but things are changing. And, and, and people are used to different experiences now. If you look at, even if you look at like, um, even fast food industry, I mean, there are people who are walking in and we've all been accustomed to walking up to the person behind the cash register, but there's a new group that's very comfortable with the kiosk. And yeah, the kiosk uh, is an interface that they're very comfortable with, but actually they probably prefer their phone because their phone knows who they are. And so they know what their order history is. So just the way we engage and the way we interface with either people or machines, it's all changing pretty quickly. And we're learning. Some people are learning new habits. Some are clinging to the old ones. Um, but it's yeah. just interesting to see how we go through that transition. Right. Yeah. And I think like that, because it, it's one of those kind of, because I really, really like that example that you, that you have, because fundamentally, you know, I think this functions as a really, really good, it's our first kind of example of, what life with a data wallet actually kind of looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, this has my personalized preferences. And so all I kind of want to do is just tap it somewhere, basically, you know, or just, you know, click a thing, basically. So I, I share the right amount of uh, information about myself, basically, where I'll share it if I get some kind of personalized service in, in return for it, you know? And that, I think in that way, like, you know, when people talk about Web3 and stuff like that, like, yes, like Metaverse, all of that weird stuff, which, you know, but the actual kind of idea of it basically is that like, you have something and you go, this is my data wallet, I'll share it with you. If I know what that transaction is basically kind of going to be uh, going to be like, I might actually give you loads of more information. Yeah, if I feel that it actually kind of gives me more and better services, basically. Um, and I'll let you keep that information and do all of it, but you've got to kind of make sure that the A, that you know who the ultimate owner of it is basically. Yeah. And B, like you won't use it for nefarious purposes, but you will fundamentally only use it to actually drive really, really good outcomes basically for me. So I feel like that, that's the next version of all of these things, basically when we're not just 
you know, looking at, um, we're looking at it basically in a much better segmented way where it's not just, you know, here is one flow, but it's basically those like, you know, those 15 minute welcoming things are all about, you know, individualized welcoming procedures and, um, and kind of personalized, personalized plays. Yeah, it's interesting. I, th I think we are, we're learning new, we're learning new habits, we're learning new interfaces and standards are being set in different industries that we transfer over to the next yeah. industry, right? So the way we interact with a grocery store, a restaurant, our bank sort of sets the stage for what we think, oh, how good it could be or how bad it actually is. And yeah. so yeah. hospitality uh, can either get ahead or they can be drug along. And, um, but like you said, there's an opportunity there for what, can we use technology in a way where it doesn't reduce the thing we're here to do, but actually potentially enhances and everybody who has different preferences. Some people want to just come and go, but uh, I think to your point, you have a platform where a brand gets to decide, they get to decide what they want their branded experience to be like, probably attracting the customers who typically want that branded experience for the most part. And now have, uh, maybe some new opportunities for creativity to rethink, like how, how do we make our first impression? What's the stay look like? That type of thing in a world where maybe that hasn't changed a lot in a long time, right? Like just yeah. structurally things were in place where it just needs to be good. And, um, why yeah, would like, and basically it was like, essentially it was just like the creativity and the personalization only the upper echelons can basically kind of have it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now with like, you know, when you think about like 3D printing, you know, when you think about us getting, you know, slightly better at kind of, you know, energy transformation and things like that. Yeah. You start going like, well, it can actually become a mass market product basically to kind of have personalized, um, uh, personalized products and things like that. And you can see that in like things like, you know, fast fashion and things like that, which are awful, but, technologically it's kind of go all going in the in the right kind of direction and so when you kind of like start seeing it from that perspective you start going like this is great this is exactly like you know letting you live a kind of luxurious lifestyle basically that it's that's at your fingertips yeah and the brand then basically kind of rather than you know like kind of you know, going back to that that meme, basically, which is like a fairly bland vanilla, you know, nobody's going to kind of get offended, basically, by this type of, um, by this type of furniture, you're actually going like, no, 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 either, let's basically kind of only focus on the right type of customer that we think that we can actually kind of like, really, really get the most out of, because that's how we build loyalty. Or they get really, really intentional also on just being able to be super flexible. Um, and then, you know, the, the added thing to it basically is when you start thinking about that, you know, being relevant to that person throughout their entire kind of life. So you really start thinking about, you know, not just the transactional, you know, two, three day stay, but you start looking at it as basically, how can I be relevant to this person for more than, you know, let's say 10 days out of 365, you know, and, and there, like, that I think becomes a really, really interesting kind of challenge and interesting idea. Absolutely does. So where are you and the team looking at next? Where, where, if you look down the road, what are you guys pushing towards? What do you hope to be? Any thoughts on that? 
Like I don't really like. I think that you know, overall, basically, like we're we're trying to. Um, I think like one really really important aspect, basically, that we kind of always talk about is basically that we think that this is one of the most creative industries in the world, and we just want to see more of that creativity. Yeah, so we kind of like we always used to get um, you know back when events basically were a thing, and thankfully, like I think they're they're coming back we always used to be quite famous for like having these like outlandish things basically at these like stodgy hotel conferences so for example like we'd put like a massive uh, like greenhouse yeah and then all of us dressed as basically kind of like in these overalls as farmers basically could be like carrying around shovels and things like that and the idea was basically that we were like a topsoil yeah and then you'd basically go to like, and we would invite all of our kind of uh, tech partners and they'd be basically sitting in these kind of like, in these flower patches. And the idea was basically is that like, we're like, we're the topsoil, yeah? And you just like put your seeds basically and, and you let them grow. Yeah? And, and in that way, you know, it's like, you don't, it's like, for example, like as an architect, you know, like, or a designer, you don't exactly know how it's going to kind of you know how it's going to work in the real life or or even as a parent basically yeah like you don't know exactly how that child is going to kind of go but you might just prune you know you might it's but it's very very difficult to basically kind of you know and i think that that's that's how you should be thinking about you know the creativity of create of experience creation yeah it should basically kind of come from this idea that you're you're just creating the right environment um and then you're you know you're pruning you're using fertilizer all of these kind of like different things but it's in aid of like making these beautiful flowers and these beautiful kind of uh things so anyway so like it's very kind of high-minded and stuff but like but that was that's what we really really want to kind of concentrate on that's those are the types of outcomes that we really kind of want and and again basically like there's nothing wrong with just you know <laughs> like creating cabbages you know because you know it's, uh, it's a staple food you know like potatoes basically yeah? it's like you know but it's the same thing like you you want to be able to actually kind of create that that richness of the um of the environment to actually kind of be be able to create all of those different types of experiences um i yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about it's there's there's something very fulfilling from creating something and setting a goal and creating something bigger there's something that's uh, uniquely fulfilling whenever you build something and, and you get to see someone build something else on top of it that you never imagined. Exactly. We've, we've done that ourselves a few times. It's very, I mean, in our world, um, that's not a common thing, but whenever you move, whenever you stop moving on something and then someone, maybe you don't even know, picks it and takes it and runs with it. does something that else you would have never dreamed of. It's wildly, uh, uh, fulfilling i mean it just it's just cool to see yeah like it, it's one of the things where basically like we we wish there were for example like more developers you know like software developers in our space you know like we wish that we could actually kind of like somehow have more intellectual heft you know like ex exploring different business models different ideas you know why isn't there a um a software like basically like something which just think, thinks in terms of like why isn't there a netflix for travel you know why why hasn't somebody tried that basically you know why why isn't there you know something something else basically you know where you can think of 
you know, different models. You see it now with, for example, like buy now, pay later and things like that. And that's like, you know, different ways that you can work around with credit. But like, for example, like one of one of my favorite uh, brands that we actually have is um, these guys called the student hotels. And they're actually kind of massive in Europe. And the way that they think about like their inventory is like we're, we're super aligned basically around these things because they think about it kind of from a seasonal perspective. Um, but then they also kind of look at like their weekdays and weekends basically as, as different inventory. So their, their inventory and the way that they built it is super flexible basically. But they also then think about it, you know, so it's basically dorms during the week, um, hostel beds basically during the weekend. Yeah, then they turn half of the rooms basically into kind of like hotel rooms um during um uh like during the time when the students are basically all kind of out yeah and then they have like long-term uh, uh spaces as well basically for like people who want to kind of come and travel there and, and who are you know so you you then th start thinking about like all the different business models that they're housing so they've got like a subscription product for maybe three years they've got a subscription for product for maybe two trimesters or something like that they've got a subscription product for something else they also have one which is you know transactional for like one two night stays they then basically have and then this is what's great is that you know they've started seeing okay we had this we thought that it was mainly fun for, for these students but then there's all these people that basically want to come back and stay because they really really liked being in that kind of milieu so they started kind of like building in more uh, long-term units then for example like they started you know and then that kind of like morphed into co-living yeah where you'd have like 25 year olds 26 year olds then they basically kind of started experimenting with having for example like certain types of um you know offices and things like that where now they're really kind of actually breaking out into building huge amounts of co-working spaces basically yeah because what they're finding is people are kind of graduating or near to graduating and like all these other companies, basically like the booking.coms, the Nikes, whatever, they want to actually kind of like find places for where, for example, interns can work and things like that. Yeah? And, and because these are the same people yeah, like and the same kind of crowd, it's just a great way to actually kind of, you know, have these people actually kind of do these things if they're just out of uh, university or just just before it. And like, and again, basically, like, then you start thinking about it even more deeply and you start going, okay, well, look, you know, how much should we be offering these rooms to these people when they're, you know, age 19? Because they're, for example, doing a computer science degree. So we can probably extrapolate what their next 10 years of earnings are going to actually look like if they actually kind of like, you know, do their degree. Therefore, why don't we start incentivizing people with like cheaper rents, basically, who are doing CS degrees, you know, to, to actually kind of like live in the thing, if there's some way that we can kind of incentivize them to actually have a 10 year association with us, basically. Yeah. So what I mean is like, that to me, that's the type of creativity that we really, really want to see with all of these different brands and all of these, you know, so and again, it kind of comes first with like, you know, these are the customers that I have, these are the things that I kind of want. And then you start thinking about, you know, how do I grow it? How do I do all of these things? Like, you know, they just raised, I think, something like half a million, um, uh, like dollars, euros, uh, like a couple of months ago, basically to 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 go and actually kind of, you know, have have more than um, like twenty other units, yeah. And and that's the kind of thing, like Lifehouse, for example, here in the US, you know, they they started off, you know, they've raised something like a hundred million or something like that, basically, like again just growing from these types of uh, types of things. And 
and that's ultimately i think where we kind of want to see ourselves basically is like you know providing those types of services to those types of like real you know maybe you didn't start out with a real innovative edge but we will push you there basically because you're just you know we will make you be creative that's cool well up to this point what's been the most rewarding part of this adventure you're on uh being able to pay people it's <laughs> a good one no, I like I, I feel like that's um like um like I think what's what's nice about it all is you know when you start a company and it is basically a series of like unconnected weird ideas yeah and then you see that it's doing well and then you see that it's actually kind of like making money and then you see that people want to make more, like put more money basically into it to help you you know expand your stupid ideas basically you know and then there's others who kind of you know who actually believe in it start thinking like this is actually a great place for me to like have the next like two three years of my life you know and i i i think that like from that perspective i'm incredibly lucky to be surrounded by like extremely intelligent people who somehow think that this is worthy of a section of their life basically and like that for me is like just super rewarding basically.